Anybody know who Johnny Mathis is, right? Yes, Johnny Mathis. Not to be confused with Johnny Mercer from Savannah. Johnny Mathis is from San Francisco, okay? So Johnny Mathis covered a song uh, back in the 80s, and it was a song that I didn't realize was written for a musical, okay? And I'm not a huge musical fan, okay? That's, that's not something that I'm really into. I remember we went to a movie uh, once, me and my boys and Raina, I think we took my niece, and uh, the movie started up, and then it was about 10 minutes into the movie, they started singing. And me and my boys just looked at each other. We said, oh, no, it's a musical. But uh, I do have an appreciation for musicals if I am not ambushed by one, okay? I, I can appreciate one. We went and saw a musical the other night, Christmas Tradition at Savannah Theater. It was great. That was, that was an awesome time, great concert, a lot of singing. Um, it, was, it was wonderful. Um, but as I begin to look at the history of the song that Johnny Mathis uh, covered, the song is this. Uh, we need a little Christmas. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And so it's a song that was written for um, uh, a Broadway musical called Mame. I'd never heard of it, and uh, but it's it it was one that was written for a Broadway musical called Mame, and it was first performed by Angela Lansbury. And I had to look it up, and I'm like, she did something other than Murder She Wrote. I was like, that's all I knew about Angela Lansbury was Murder She Wrote. And so I went and looked it up, and yeah, absolutely. And uh, she did this musical, Broadway musical, uh, back in 1966. And so, um, you know, when you start looking at this song, I, I just like the words. It's a fun song, uh, and I like how Johnny Mathis does it. And it, the, the first lines of it are, Haul out the holly, put up the tree before my spirit falls again. Fill up the stocking. I may be rushing things, but deck the halls again now you know and and so it's this idea of hey put things up and i didn't realize that in this uh musical um this song was being performed after mame had lost her fortune in the wall street crash of 1929 that's what that musical is about and so basically uh she decides that she and her young nephew patrick and her two household servants need a little christmas now to cheer them up and I, I sort of think about it, I said, that's, that's kind of interesting. I like the history of some of these songs. Uh, but I think that's kind of one of the problems of Christmas, is one of the problems of Christmas is that it's a little Christmas, right? Sometimes we just want a little bit of Christmas. And the problem with that is that it's easy to put it back in the box again when we're done with it. And, and we all know that's what that's going to be like. I've already had these conversations in our house yesterday when we had some family over. And we're talking about we love Christmas. We love the lights. We love, uh, you know, just this time of year. And it gets darker and it's, the lights are illuminating. We love all that stuff. Said, But just as soon as Christmas is over, you know what's going back in the box? All the Christmas trees and all the lights and all those things. And it's really easy for us to do that. And I understand. That's just, that's just an aesthetic, Right. Um, but sometimes I think that we're willing to put Christmas back in the box more than just the things of Christmas. Sometimes we're willing to put up that Christmas attitude and that Christmas, uh, that, that idea of Christmas, what it really, really means for us back in the box. It's too easy to put it back in the box again and wait till next year rolls around. Matthew is where I want us to go. Matthew chapter 1 beginning in verse 18. It tells the story of Jesus' birth. And that's why we're here. 
we're not here because of Santa Claus, and we're not here because of gifts. We're not here because of Christmas trees and Christmas lights. Although those things, I don't mind tradition, those things are great, right, in their proper place. But we are here today because of the birth of Jesus. And it's always interesting to me that people can, can go all year long and they can just hate on God and uh, they can talk about how they don't have any kind of um, religiousness about them or any kind of uh, affinity toward Christianity or anything like that. But when it comes to Christmas time, they might sing a few songs, right? Uh, there was a guy that said once, he's like, I don't believe in God. He says, but I sure do miss him, right? <laughs> I don't believe in God, but I sure do miss him. And that's it, kind of this time of year that I catch people who say, I don't really believe in God, but I like the songs, right? Uh, it, they get nostalgia, and, and sometimes that happens. Um, and I think about it. I always also think about this. I say, I wonder if those people say, well, I don't believe in God. All right, do you want to take off when you get Christmas vacation? <laughs> if not, just work through Christmas vacation, right? But, but it's, it's okay. I, I think this is the time of year, and I think the, the true message of this time of year is this, that Jesus came for it not just to be a little Christmas, although that first Christmas was a little Christmas. It was a little Christmas in a lot of ways. And we look in verse 18 of Matthew chapter 1. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she, found, uh, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being just a man, unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. All right, we talked about that. We've talked about how this time of year there can be a lot of fear. And this is one of those instances where uh, God sends a messenger to Joseph and says, Do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. And she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's it. That's it right there. You want to see the weighty, weightiness of Christmas? That's it right there. God came. God came to live with us. To save us from our sins. And we look at this and he says, you will uh, call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. 700 years earlier, behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son. And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And when Joseph woke from, from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. And he took his wife, and he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is why we're here. See, that first Christmas was bigger than one season. That first Christmas, it's bigger than all the seasons we've ever seen. Although it was a little Christmas, it was a little Christmas because God came in the form of a little baby. God came as a little baby. God came to a little town called Bethlehem, right? We, we sing about these things. Little baby, a little town called Bethlehem. He came to out-of-the-way people. He did not come to the popular. He did not come to uh, the famous. He did not come to the rich or the powerful. Although he came for them, he did not come to them initially. He revealed himself initially first to who? It was a teenage girl who was scared out of her mind. But what she did have, other than fear, was this. She decided that she was going to have faith. 
And so it's bigger. Christmas is bigger than an event, one event in one season. Christmas is bigger than all the seasons we've ever seen. It's bigger than time itself because as Jesus was born, he split time in two. And that's why we designate B.C. and A.D., Anno Domini, in the year of our Lord. See, Jesus might have been a little baby, but he was the greatest hope the world had ever seen. And no one recognized him. The most awesome thing that had ever happened in history. And it seemed to come in a very insignificant way without a lot of fanfare to a lot of people. Now, the shepherds had a different seat, right? They had the best seat in the house. Mary and Joseph had the best seat in the house. Even the wise men, when they got there, they had the best seat in the house because they realized what was happening. But Jesus, he was a little baby. He might have been a little baby, but he was the greatest hope the world had ever seen. And no one recognized him but a few insignificant people. It makes me think about a show that came on TV. Uh, it may still be on. I don't really watch it, but I've seen a few episodes of Undercover Boss. Anybody ever seen Undercover Boss? Right? And it's these CEOs, these powerful people who, who dress up and they go to the ground floor, right? They, they take their, uh, the elevator all the way down to the ground floor, or either they go out to uh, the places uh, where uh, their, their workers are at, and they dress up like an everyday, ordinary worker, put on the uniform, and they start slinging hash browns and fries, okay? That's what they're doing. And what they do is it, it's really telling for them because they kind of see what happens with people who are working on the ground floor. They get to hear what that's like. They get to hear their stories. And this idea of undercover boss, it kind of appeals to me because that's what I feel like. I feel like God came as the undercover boss. He came as a little baby. And you know what? It's okay. I love babies being in here, right? Because at first we sing Silent Night, but I think Jesus was not so silent at some points during that night. He was a baby. He was fully God, but he was fully man. He was very much a baby who cried. And it's okay. I think it's appropriate. And so this morning, when we look at this, we can say, hey, God came like the undercover boss. But who did he decide to reveal his greatest expression of love to first? As we already said, a young girl with nothing but faith, a young man who was scared but willing to trust, unclean and uncouth shepherds who lived in the fields and found joy in a feed trough, foreign stargazers who traveled a great distance to, place, uh, to a place to see a king that no one had recognized. They, the others, they underestimated what God's little Christmas could do. And this is what I believe, and somebody told me this one time. They said, small things done with great love become great things. Small things done with great love. And, and that first Christmas, it seems so small and in, insignificant, but it was done with great love. And 2,000 years later, it is still reverberating and still echoing through eternity where we see God did something amazing, and it seemed in a very small and a very little way. You know, and I'm not sure that anyone really understood God's plans. Can you, and, and I'll just raise my hand and say, I don't always understand God's plans. Anybody, you with me? Sometimes you ask questions like, I don't understand what you're doing here, God. And they didn't really understand God's plans at that time. They would only get bits and pieces because Mary, what it would say is Mary treasured these things in her heart. She would ponder these things in her heart. She would just kind of treasure, treasure these moments and like, God, you're doing something amazing, and I'm just here, and I'm going to trust you. And so I'm not sure that anyone really understood God's plans. See, what we see happening is a seemingly insignificant event happened to seemingly insignificant people. But now 
the birth of Jesus took place this way. That's what Matthew says. That was the first lines that we read here in Matthew. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way because, and this is what I believe, this is, this is what I believe Christmas, when we come together, and whether you're a believer or not, whether you have been living for Jesus the entire year or your entire life, you feel like God has been absent. Christmas is for you, and this is why I believe Christmas is for you. I believe that when we read the lines, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place this way because everyone gets invited, everyone gets included, and everyone is important. Everyone gets invited. Whether you're the staunchest of believers in Jesus or whether you don't believe that there's a God at all, you know what? The invitation is to every one of us. You get an invitation. Every one of us, you know what? We can look and say, hey, we get included. We get included because we got invited. We can also be included. God's grace, God's goodness. Word of God reminds me, it says his, his goodness and mercies. It, it, it rains on the just and on the unjust. See, God is just good in who he is. And so when he pours out of himself, when he created this world and created this planet and this universe and he flung the stars, whether you believe in him or not, you're a recipient of his grace. And so your life has already been touched by him. And so even from the outset, we can see that everyone gets invited. Everyone gets included. And I do want you to understand that everyone is important. You're important today, whether you believe that or not. Whether you think my life is insignificant, whether you think that you don't matter, whether someone's told you that, that's a lie. You matter. Your life matters. And you matter to God so much that Jesus came from all across eternity, not just to be born in a manger, not just to be born in a feed trough, but he would grow up and give his life for you. He would allow himself to be put on a cross and die for you. But he would not stay dead. He allowed himself and through the power of the Holy Spirit, he was resurrected so that he could live in us. Not just for us, but he could live in us. And that is the invitation. The greatest part of the invitation of Christmas is that we can be made alive in him. And it doesn't have to be just one time of year. It doesn't have to just be one day of year. And you know what? We don't even know when Jesus was born, really. We, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's question about that. It wasn't, it wasn't December 25th. We can go ahead and tell you that now, right? Traditionally, that's when we celebrate it, and that's okay. But uh, there, it, it, he may have been born in the spring. He may have been born in September. Who knows? The fact is this, is that he came. And the plan was for him to come and be God with us. And so we may not always understand God's plan, but we can trust God's purpose. That's where we're at today. We may not be able to understand God's plan, but we can always, we can always trust God's purpose. So this morning I want us to get ready to go into candle lighting. And um, I think we've got one more video we're going to play. Chapter 9, maybe you know this passage, Isaiah chapter 9, I'm just going to read verse 1 and 2. But there will be no gloom for her who was in anguish in the former time. He brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he has made glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. 
We skip down to verse 6. It's for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So I want to invite you to stand with me this morning as we get ready to go into this time. And if you don't have a candle, you can raise your hand and one of our staff or ushers will make sure that you get one of those. But before we do that, I want us to take a moment. And I want you to bow your head this morning. Because like I said earlier, every one of us here today, we get an invitation. We get an invitation not just to a Christmas service. Guys, today you get an invitation to life. That's why Christmas matters so much. That's why it's just more than just one time of year. And actually, Christmas is more than just what happens in this lifetime. Christmas is about what happens from here on out, from eternity. So for us today, the invitation to you is this. Come to Jesus and live. Come to Jesus and know Him and trust Him. Surrender your heartache. Surrender the darkness that maybe clouds your life and clouds your family and clouds the things around you. See, that's the kind of world that we live in. It can seem like a very dark place where there's hatred and war and division and jealousy and greed, selfishness and pride. See, sometimes we're tempted to respond in those manners to the darkness. We respond with the same attitude. But see, Jesus offers us another way. Reverend William Watkinson, this is what he said. He said, you can curse the darkness or light a candle. The choice is yours. I would rather light a candle. You can say, what good is one little candle? What good is that going to do? A single candle can dispel a little bit of darkness. A thousand candles can dispel a lot of darkness. The Son of God came to dispel all darkness. And that's why we're here today. So it heads about, Lord, we come to you. And whether we feel like we're living in darkness or there's dark places in our life, Lord Jesus, we want your light to shine in. And Lord Jesus, we want to accept your invitation, not just to to turn a light on, but to receive life eternal. So, Lord, that's our prayer this morning, that Christmas is not just little Christmas that we need that goes back in a box. It's the kind of Christmas that stays with us all year long, all life long, through eternity. You are the God that came to be with us, to give us life so that we could be with you. So, Lord, that's what we pray today, that we can live in that life, that we can live eternally with you and we receive that invitation because it was given to everyone everyone was included and everyone is important so we thank you Lord for your invitation we thank you for what we're able to do here today in Jesus name